led church. Have you ever taken a moment to think about what that means? What is an elder-led church? What does that look like? Well, for most churches in uh, the United States, an elder-led church would uh, probably be a group of men who uh, uh, have been elected as elders, and they uh, meet monthly, much uh, like a board of directors would. And they, they uh, really spend more time on finances and policy than they do on being actively involved in the, in the uh, health and life of the church. I'm proud to say that that's not so here at Grace of Ann. Uh, it's not something, though, that we just fell into. It took a, a process. And we started this process over five years ago. What we tried to do is say we want to be just like the New Testament church, but we want to be that church in the 21st century. What does that church look like? What should we be doing as elders that would model what that New Testament church did? And we happen upon the concept through much prayer and study and analysis that as it's evolved over the years and it's still something that is fleshing itself out and it's not perfected by any means, but we're convinced we're on the right track. And the, the, uh, the concept that we came up with is what we call eldership by zones. What we did is take a look at our church and say there's seems to be four basic zones in a church. And those zones consist of uh, worship, what we're doing here tonight and then on Sundays. Then there's evangelism, how we reach out to uh, our community and to the world. Thirdly, the uh, administration uh, zone. And then fourth, the discipleship zone, how we mature the believers that God has entrusted to us here at Grace Evan. Let me give you a little bit more insight on what those four zones do. For instance, the men on the worship zone, they meet every week, and they meet and they review last week's services, the Sunday morning and the, uh, the Wednesday night services, and they look at what was done right and what could be improved, and then they take a look out into the future and, and plan for the next worship services that we're going to have in the next week. And uh, I just really appreciate the men in that zone and their diligence and how they have uh, balanced our church in such controversial areas like music. That's such a controversial area that's blowing apart great churches across our communities and across the United States. And I'm so proud of our elders and the work that they've done there and our staff. By the way, I should point out that uh, these elders are in these zones right alongside the staff and the, and the unpaid volunteers that we have that give of their time here. In fact, I hesitate using the word alongside because really our goal as elders is to undergird these people and empower them and to give them what they need to flesh out that vision that God has for Grace Evan. The evangelism zone, they meet uh, regularly uh, with our uh, volunteers and our staff to discuss uh, the missionaries that we uh, 
support both here uh, locally and then across the world. And they had that tough work of finding out who's God's hand on. We want to be there. We want to be right alongside those missionaries. And uh, that's tough work. And it's, it's, a, it's a grind. It's not something that's really easy. And then our administration zone spends their time on the critical issues of finances. And what I uh, am so impressed with with those people is how they, they really want to make sure that every one of our dollars are accounted for and that they're spent to the glory of God. And those men really work hard at doing that. And then finally, the discipleship zone, which I'm a part of, we're responsible for that. all of the areas that mature our believers. It starts with amazing Graceland, and we're going to hear from Cindy tonight about the great work that God's going to do there. And then it continues on with junior high and senior high ministries, college, career, singles, men's ministry, women's ministry, and then small group ministry. All of those things that have to do with maturing our believers here at Grace Event. And it is, uh, I just can't tell you how, uh, what, a, what a joy it is to be able to work alongside the quality people that we have in terms of paid staff and unpaid volunteers that we have here. It truly takes that work and makes it a labor of joy for all of, uh, of us on the D-Zone. We've handed out on each table is a list of the elders that serve in those zones. And uh, did we put the email address on? Is it on there? You're uh, welcome when you have an issue that uh, uh, is in any one of those areas to email us and let us know what uh, issues you have so that we can address them. But we truly have a unique situation here at Grace Van in the way we, uh, we define the term elder-led church. It's far different than most churches in uh, pray for us because uh, we're out uh, in uh, murky territory and we uh, truly want to be used by God to lead this uh, congregation here at Grace Van. It, uh, it really is uh, one of the joys that I've had recently is to uh, get to know our newest staff member and I'm going to ask him to come on up, Jeff Sample. It's just uh, been a real privilege for me to work alongside Jeff just in the uh, oh, the month and a half that he's been here. And uh, I truly uh, admire this man and just want to be close to him and just hope some of his wisdom and his spiritual depth just comes on over to me through osmosis. But I'm going to turn it over to you, Jeff. He said everything I asked him to say <laughs> <laughs> and a little more. Um, do you need a second to set you up, or are you just ready to go? Um, I am the, the newest staff member, and it's a great joy to be here at Grace. Um, I met with the, these D-Zone guys. Um, why don't you guys stand so that you'll know uh, who to throw stones at after this is over with tonight? Uh, Ross uh, Braithwaite, Jeff Ross, Harry Stubers, of course, Randy, Carl Elliott. And we all feel sorry for Carl tonight. He's on a business trip in Cancun. <laughs> um, but I met with these guys on January the 15th, and Brent Wilkins meets uh, each Wednesday as well. I met with these guys on a Saturday afternoon, January the 15th, at Harry's house in front of a roaring fire. Um, had a wonderful afternoon getting acquainted with them. And I just want to very quickly attest, and then Cindy's going to 
take it from here, that this really is an elder-led church. I, I came here from a Presbyterian church. And uh, I, one of the things that drew me here, in addition, I believe, was just God's call, was uh, spending time with these men, meeting the elders, and seeing how the eldership functioned here. Um, I really feel cared for. Uh, feel like these guys are partners in ministry. And we had um, an opportunity. We meet every Wednesday, 5.45 to 6.45. So if you see me eating in a hurry, it's to, to get in with these guys. Uh, we take different topics of ministry, and several weeks ago, Cindy came with her uh, amazing Graceland staff. When I first came, I was calling it Amazing Graceland. And they said, no, that's down on uh, a different part of town. Um, but she shared with us a, a great vision, a new vision, a larger, more expansive vision for children's ministry at Grace that we believe, with God's blessing, is going to bear incredible fruit in the lives of children and their parents in the years to come. So... It's a great joy for her to be able to share with you guys what she shared with us at that meeting. Um, the first thing I want to do is introduce um, the five, four of the five women who work with me on a regular basis. Uh, they're all part-time staff for the children's ministry and um, just you can't when you talk about the body working out of its strengths um these women are a prime example of them jane scanlon is out of town her daughter is getting married one of her three daughters is getting married this weekend but i want to introduce the rest of them to you donna pierce is in charge y'all stand up so everybody sees you donna pierce is in charge of our sunday morning along with jane um we say donna is donna does people and jane does paper but they both kind of do Donna doesn't do very much paper, but she's really good on the people part. Jane, Jane's a little more flexible than Donna. Uh, behind her is Donna Dusenberry. She's in charge of our Wednesday night Air Force program, um, which does everything from birth through uh, fifth grade. And uh, she, she's the one, should we call her our, our pastor? She keeps us all straight as best she can. Uh, Michelle Shaw over here is um, our, she's our best kept secret, um, <clears throat> we like to say. Uh, she's also the youngest one, so we really don't like her all that much. But <laughs> um, Michelle is in charge of all of our special events nurseries. For example, tomorrow we're having our MOPS brunch, and Michelle's in charge of all that. She's in charge of small group nursery, ch all child care that is part of a special event. Michelle is in charge of that, and she does a, an amazing job and has for years. And then next to her is my brain and my right arm, Crystal Sweeta. She's our administrative assistant in Amazing Graceland. And most of what you see is because Crystal remembered to tell me. <laughs> um, Crystal's amazing maintainer. She keeps everything going smoothly. So um, these women, if you ever see them, you have a question, ask them, because they'll probably know the answer better than I do. <clears throat> yeah, please. Um, if you were here Sunday, you saw, um, which some of you were, you saw an illustration um, that we did, that we saw. It was, yes, it was plagiarized. Um, and it, it made such an impact on us. And it was the uh, solidifying thing that brought us to the place of what you see on the screen, which is the Deuteronomy principle. Um, and for those of you who don't, here's a smaller version. I, and I also have a traveling version of this illustration. <laughs> I have all three sizes. Um, this jar represents the average of 40 hours a year that we have with children in this ministry in Amazing Graceland. On the average, every child is with us for 40 hours a year. 
And this over here uh, illustrates the 3,000 hours a year that you as parents have with your children. The biggest problem is that so many parents leave all of their children's spiritual development up to this when you're the one with all the hours. And so um, about a year and a, well, I guess about a year ago, um, my staff and I go on a retreat every spring together. And I had read this book and I thought this, we have got to read this and review this and talk about what it has to say. And so we all read it at our retreat last year. And we were all overwhelmed by what it had to say. It's an excellent book. If you're a parent, I recommend it highly. It's an easy read. Just ask the Discipleship Zone because I bought them all one. (laughs) Ask them to read it too. Um, Excellent book on um, your children's spiritual development and what the problems are and where we need to go with that. So after that, we all said um, there's just some really important issues here that we need to address. Um, and some interesting facts have come up over the last year as we've, we've gone down this road hoping this was where, feeling pretty sure this was where God was directing us after um, a while. And uh, we actually talked to our volunteer coordinators and at their retreat, they read the book and they came to the same conclusions we did. So um, all of it kind of gelled when we went to conference in, in March um, in Chicago. And some of the interesting facts that we've heard These were the most um, disturbing facts that we heard along the way, which have kept us truly dedicated to the Deuteronomy principle, uh, which is the new mindset in Amazing Graceland. Um, And notice that all of these begin with churched youth. These are statistics um, about children who have been raised in the church and are from Christian homes. The The percentage of churched youth who view their moms as being very religious We expect that number to be relatively high. And it is, 48%, but that's less than half of churched youth who say that their mother, they see their mother as very religious. Churched youth who view their dad as very religious, 23%. That's not even one out of four. Or four out of one, one out of four. One out of four, that's right. Churched youth who have talked to their moms about faith. 28%. Y'all, I don't know about y'all, but that just sends me over the edge. I mean, that that parents will not sit down and talk to their children about issues of faith. And, that's, of course, that's usually in junior high and senior high when they want to talk about those things or they need to talk about those things, and that's when they don't want to talk about you. That's why the early years are so important. This one will make you cry. Church youth who have talked to their dads about faith. 13%. Gentlemen, I want to say one thing, and if you walk out of here with one thing in your memory, listen to this. No one has more potential or more influence in the life of their family and their children, their wives and their children, than you. Your opinion matters more than anything, and your approval matters more than anything. And I'm sure most of you are going, no, they want their mother's approval, and they want mama, mama, and mama, mama, mama. No. Women, am I right? Do you see all those hits? <laughs> your opinion and your approval matters more to your family than anything else. Don't forget that. The 
because that's what they need is your approval and your love and your attention. And if a child is going to be influenced by faith, yes, a godly mother will do that. But it's so much more powerful coming from a dad. God's plan is for parents to lead in the provision of spiritual development for their children. It's not my job. In the scripture, it doesn't say the church should do this. It says parents should do this. And you're the ones that have all the time to do it. Now, here's what parents ought to do. Provide the primary spiritual training for their children. It's your job to instill a passion and love, a passion to love and obey and serve God. To start when they're young. That way you have influence as they get older. And teach them how to worship. It's one of the reasons we send second graders into the worship service with their parents. You are the ones who are supposed to teach them how to worship. No, they're not going to get anything out of Jimmy's sermon except that he turns red most of the time. (laughs) And that he talks really loud. But they're going to learn to worship and see their father worshiping God. Which is really, really important. Their parents ought to commit to the continual lifelong process of spiritual development. If you're not willing to do that when you have a child, then you need to rethink that. What did I do? Oh, my gosh. Um, Pray for your children. Uh, And usually it's, you know, on the way to something like, please don't let me kill them. Please don't let me kill them. Um, Shape their worldview. They need to see everything through the grid of, of God being in control of things and that everything is of God, not that this is church and this is school and this is everything else. It's all part of God's creation. And fathers are charged with passing on a spiritual blessing to your children. That is, Dad, you're the one who needs to tell your daughter that she is a woman, and you are the one who needs to tell your son that he is a man. And that they are both valuable in God's sight. And that they have your blessing um, uh, as, as a spiritual leader of your family. Here's the reason all that doesn't happen <laughs> like it should. Uh, life gets very hectic and very fast-paced. We all know that. Um, our kids get overcommitted, mostly because we give them so many options. I have one family that says, you know, they get to do one sport. And that's it. (laughs) And they do one sport, and then it's time for the next kid, and they do their sport, or they do their guitar, or they do their music. So um, we just want them to do everything. How many people in this room did more than four sports when they were growing up? You know, it it didn't happen when we were growing up. Um, And like Jimmy said in the Sermon Sunday, we pressure them for performance. You know, I have two children. One of them is the... She'll wear you out. She is a go-getter, and she is motivated. We've never had to push her to study, to do anything. She's, she's going to Spain this summer to do an internship. I mean, that just blows my mind. I mean, I was excited when I got to come home and work at Goldsmiths for the summer so, uh, in college. And then I have another one who is the sweetest kid, but you just, you just have to keep pushing them and keep pushing them and keep pushing them. So um, I understand the pressure that you want them to do well, but but try to accommodate uh, who they are and their personalities instead of getting everybody to perform on the same level. And most of all, we know that parents don't help their children in their spiritual development because they feel so inadequate. They're they're afraid they're going to do something wrong. I get asked two questions most by parents. 
first one is, how do I tell my children about sex? And there are a whole lot of books I can introduce you to if, you need to, if you're at that place. The second one is, my child's asking questions about Jesus. What do I do? Take them to the cross. You can't do it wrong. You can't mess it up. God will take care of it. And let me tell you, the simplest bumbling prayer by a mother or father with a child about spiritual things is far better than any great dissertation you can get out of a book. Here's how we as a ministry want to help. We are investing our whole future for the next five years in driving this to be part of our mindset at Grace of Anne. Um, is our Parenting Resource Center. We're going to have a resource center, which I'll tell you about um, in a minute. Uh, we've already started sending out mailings to parents, um, things that we find in magazines that we think are very important um, for you. Um, we're going to have something called Ideas for Dads, which are emails that are going to be sent directly to you at your office to help you parent your, your children. We're going to have milestone celebrations for every year a child is in this ministry, in our junior high ministry, in our senior high ministry. We're going to have parenting seminars, and we're going to work with Clay and the family ministry for um, family service projects that you and your family can be part of. The first one is our parenting kiosk. We're really excited about this. Um, The kiosk that sits across from the the bookstore is going to be our parenting resource center. It's called our hand-in-hand resource center because our mission statement says that we want to work hand-in-hand with the family. Um, And this is... uh, sort of what it's going to look like, but um, we've been working on it for the last couple of weeks, and it should come together in the next week or so, God willing. Um, but our parenting kiosk, it will have resources. We'll have um, a computer. We have a TV that we can show you products and DVDs and all kinds of things, and we have um, read and researched. You're not going to have to... Um, wonder what you can use and and what's a good resource for you to help you with your children because we're going to already have those available for you and help you pick one that meets the needs of your family at that time. The next one is um, the mailings that we're going to have that go out. Um, Focus on the Family has a, we're not going to reinvent the wheel on this, Focus on the Family has a great bulletin that comes out every month and we're ordering those and we're going to send those to you as parents um, every month. This is the one we're kind of most excited about. Um, We found out that um, it's real easy to get mothers involved in this um, and make them feel warm and fuzzy about their kids. We also found out that dads just want to know what to do. Just give me an idea, something practical. Am I right? Uh, Something practical. So here's what we're going to do. We want your email addresses at work. And once a week, we're going to send you an email of something to do that's simple and easy to do with your children to teach them a biblical principle. And on it, it'll have the principle for this week. This is one of my favorites. Um, We can only get to God through Christ. And here's what you do. You get all your kids at home. get them down at the bottom of the stairs. You climb up to the top of the stairs and you say, okay, y'all have to get up here where I am. And you can't touch the stairs or the walls, or the railing. And, of course, they're all right. Dad, you know, we can't do that. There's just no way. One of them might be smart enough to figure it out. And then you go, okay. You march yourself down the stairs. You pick one of them up. You put them on your back. You carry them all the way up the stairs and set them down. You go down and get the rest of them and do the same thing. 
And then you turn around and you said, you know what? That's the only way that we can get to God is because Jesus comes to us and he takes us before the throne of God. And he's the only way for us to get to God. Your children will never forget that illustration. And it's far more powerful coming from you than it ever is coming from a lecture or from mom. So we're going to send you those kind of ideas every week. We're also going to have a website or a page on our website with an archive uh, of all of these ideas. Um, And these are not original. They come from Focus on the Family and their Heritage Builders. Um, But you don't have to go through a book to find them. We're going to do that for you and send them to you. Um, And the website will have an archive of things, other web pages that might be of help for you as a dad, um, all kinds of things, just specifically for fathers. Um, The partnership between Amazing Graceland and parents is going to happen at birth, well, actually before birth. And we're going to give new parents, expecting, new parents expecting their first child a devotional that helps them learn to worship and pray together. Um, that helps them, and helps, also helps them prepare for the birth of their child. Then, we're real excited about this. Then, uh, shortly after the child is born, we're going to present a family with a faith chest. And this is our, our first prototype. We had these especially made for us. Inside each faith chest is a resource for mom and for dad. The book, The Blessing, which if you've never read, is an excellent book, and you need to read that, dads, um, by Gary Smalley and John Trent. And the the book for mothers will be praying the scriptures for your children. We're going to come to the house and bring, uh, make an appointment with you, come to the house, bring you your faith chest, um, Did I miss one? Okay. Uh, After a child's born, there will be a team of three people, someone from my staff, one of the elders, and one of the achievers group, which is our um, most seasoned members of Grace Savannah. The reason for that is because the most church generation was from 1900 to 1940. They understand what it means to be to be a church family and to teach things like that at home. And we feel like it's important that they are a part of this. Then we'll go into each home, present the family with a faith chest, explain the partnership between them and us and what we want to help them do. And then we will pray, have a prayer shawl, wrap the child in the prayer shawl, pray for them with the family, bless the child, and, and then leave. And that's where the partnership begins. And that where they're left with their prayer shawl to go into the faith chest and um, the resources. When that child is baptized or dedicated, it will mark another spiritual milestone in that child's life. And we have other um, remembrances and helps that we'll give the parents and the family that will go into the hope by the faith chest um, so that that child remembers um, that event. Then every year, and we're going to build on this over the next few years, we're going to start with preschool on down uh, for the first part of this year and then move on into the early um, elementary ages to uh, two-year-olds. These are going to be celebrations every year. This month of September, we're going to have the two-year-old celebration. All the parents are invited. We're going to do it during church, uh, one hour. Uh, We're going to have a big hour-long celebration. We're going to take pictures of the kids and their family. 
Um, we're going to talk about what it means. The first lessons are what teaching the children to pray and, and parents helping parents teach their children to pray at mealtime, at bedtime, anytime, and how it's okay to ask God and to pray at any time. Three-year-olds are family devotions. Um, four-year-olds are uh, where they introduce their church family and they take a tour of their church and see that where Jesus is taught in their church. And then at five-year-old, we're going to give them their first Bible and tell them how the Bible came to be. And then it goes on and on and on. At every one of these celebrations, they will have something or make something that goes into their faith chest. All the way up to the age of 18, we'll have these celebrations eventually. So when that child goes off to get married, they have a faith chest full of things and pictures that mark every spiritual occasion in their life and every spiritual milestone. And they can sit down with their children and go, this was when mommy was baptized. This was when daddy um, turned four and he learned how to pray. Um, all of those things. So, and, and there are things, one of the things my children love the most is the book about the day they were born. And, and we go, through, I mean, even now, and they're grown. You know, tell me about the day I was born. And this is a great opportunity to sit with your children and talk about spiritual things. The other, one of the things that we found out, too, as far as... Um, Spiritual things and being able to talk to your children about faith were family service projects. And we do a lot of those here at Grace and Van, but we want to do some more that, that help with the smaller children so that they get used to it. Um, it is one of the, it's kind of like camping. They say camping is one of the most bonding things that a family can do. Well, the other bonding thing spiritually that a family can do is a family service project. Your children will always remember opportunities that they had to help people who were less fortunate than they were. And um, plus, you have a really good time. And so we're going to work with the family ministry here at Grace to um, help have a, little, a few more of those things and some things that the smaller children can do um, here at the church, maybe. And we, we always have a mission project at Amazing Graceland in the fall and in the spring, but, but we're going to kind of enlarge on that portion. Now, I think I covered everything. Um, are there any questions you all have about this? Um, or uh, comment. Would you uh, just touch on that Deuteronomy uh, six? Oh, the verse. <laughs> Do I have to? <laughs> um, the Deuteronomy six verse says, "Love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, and your strength." That's your job first, because you can't do anything else if you don't do that. Then it says to memorize His laws. And tell them to your children over and over again. Talk about them all the time. There is nothing in your day, that's not in scripture, but there's nothing in your day that you can't point back to the cross and explain to your children. Nothing. And that's how your talk should be. Um, and, and like I said, the feeblest answer, and if you don't know, just say, I don't know, I'll go ask Miss Cindy. I don't know, I'll go ask Dr. Young. I don't know. I'll go look it up in the Bible. They're all okay with that. Um, but the rest of it is teach them to your children over them. Teach it to them when you're at home, when you're walking along the way, when you're going to bed at night, and when you're getting up in the morning. And that's what we want to help you as parents do. We feel like that is what God has called us as a ministry to do, and that's where our 
the rest of the ministry is going to be maintained and taken care of just like it always has. But this is a whole other branch of what we want to do as a ministry is to help parents spiritually guide their children. Any other questions? Y'all are all still awake. I'm so excited. Um, and we have some of the resources up here. There's a whole bunch more, but um, uh, things that, that we're going to have. And the, like I said, the kiosk will be uh, up and running in a couple weeks, and um, we're real excited about that. The faith chests, I will tell you, if you had a child born in the year 2004, they will all receive a faith chest with the resources in it. And if you had a child born this year from January on, we will be visiting you eventually um, with a blessing team and a faith chest to um, pray for your child. So, and they will be available for sale if you have older children and you'd like to buy those for the 1990s. I'll do it. I'll do it for Catherine. <laughs> okay, that's all. You want to close?